Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. God's Word is powerful, capable of doing everything that it says it can do. It's the Word that God has preached to us so that God's power can actually manifest all that it is as He said it could do for us. But the Bible also tells us in Romans chapter 1 that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation unto them that believe. Which means that if we don't respond properly to the word by believing it, then the power of God unto salvation won't manifest for me and you. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the word that God has preached to us. Otherwise, all the power of God that could have manifested in our lives won't manifest for us. And it'll be because of our response or a lack of proper response to God's word. That's why we be wise to learn to respond properly to God's word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll read our foundational text in verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence which have great recompense of reward. And it does too. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. And because it does, don't cast it away. Do not let it go. Do not throw it aside. Hold on to it and do not let it go. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Of course, the might is contingent upon whether or not we hold fast to what it is that God has to say or let go of what God says. If we let go of what God says after he has said it, even even after we have done the will of God, then we won't get what it is that God says. But if we've done, heard what God said, done the will of God, and continue to operate in patience, then God can do what it is he said he would do. Because many times we believers, you know, let me speak for myself because no one might have to come up in there with me right now. I already know it's true, but praise God, let's just keep you engaged in the message right now. Praise God. So you don't think I'm pointing fingers at you. But many times, even after we've done what it is that God told us to do, Many times we still lose patience and begin to start messing and jacking stuff up by trying to do it ourselves, do it our way, do, do what we think needs to be done. We move faster than what needs to be moved because we think God should have done what he did by now. And because of that, we get to saying, excuse me, I get to saying and doing things that I ought not do and say and end up jacking it up and pushing it back many, many, many days. But ain't it good that we got a God that loves us? Isn't it good that we got a God that will even look past our foolishness and say that he's already made a decision what he wants to do. All we have to do is do what he says, do remain patient and God's going to come through because we don't cast away our confidence. We do not let it go. We hold fast to what it is that God said so that he can do what it is he said because he's already made a decision to come through for me and you. He says in verse 37, he says, for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. I love that because he's telling you that he shall come. And he that shall come will come. Will because he's made a decision to be able to do so. Shall is because once he makes a decision, he locks in on it and he ain't backing up off of it. And the first thing he needs you to see is the shall even before you see the will. God said he shall come. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Because not, God's not a man and he shall lie. Nor the son of man and he shall repent. 
God is almighty. God is omnipotent. God is above every circumstance, every situation. There is nothing that impacts on God that changes him and the decisions that he makes. Now, we might allow things to impact on us, but nothing impacts on him. Once he makes a decision, that's the way it's going to be. And God has already made a decision for you. He's going to come through. God has already made a decision that he's going to be able to manifest his greatness for you. God has already made a decision that you're going to, that you're going to be healed. God has already made a decision that you're going to be provided for. God has already made a decision that you're going to be promoted. God has already made a decision that he's going to get you into the ministry that he has in store for you. God has already decided that he had, who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it even until the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. And he says, I've made that decision so that he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. He won't hesitate. He won't procrastinate. He won't slow around or even come late. God's going to come through at the time that it's supposed to be come through. That's why you need to have patience so that even after having done the will of God, then you can have patience so that he can be able to come through for you. Verse 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. I love that verse right there, that the just shall live by faith. I like how he put now there, which means that as a result of what it is that I just said, this is what I'm now saying, that the just shall live by faith. We are the just, and this tells us exactly how we ought to live. It says that we shall live by faith, shall live by faith. Everybody say shall live. It didn't say should live by faith as though this is one of the plausible alternatives. No, he said you shall live by faith, which means that this is the way you live. That's it. There it is. That's the way we do what we do. But we already learned that this is not a punishment, but this is a privilege because the world can't live by faith. We get to live by faith. The folk out there in the streets don't live by faith. We get to live by faith. They move by circumstances and situations, but they don't move us. Why? Because we live by faith, our confidence in God, our trust in God, our reliance on God. And, and, and even to the point that we're willing to hear what he has to say and order our lives according to what it is that he has to say. That if God said it, that's it. And that's the end of the conversation. If God said he's going to come through, then he's going to come through. And there's no other possibilities of anything else that he's going to do. That if God said it, that's it. That's the end of the conversation. What a wonderful way to live. That way you get a chance to live with confidence. You get a chance to live with assurance. You get a chance to live in reliance. Why is that? Because God does not lie. And if God says he shall, then we can then respond with a shall. If God says he shall, then we can then respond with a shall. See, God didn't say that he might come through and then expect you to shall live by faith. He wants you to meet his shall with a shall. God plants a shall to reap a shall. God plants a shell to reap a shell. See, you've been dealing with the world. I understand your plight. I understand your problem. You've been dealing with everybody else that ain't worth nothing and ain't and undependable. And so because of that, in your mind, you're locked into mites and maybes. But God said, I'm trying to deliver you from these mites and maybes and get you to step into this world called shell, where there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. And that when God speaks, he ain't like when your husband or your wife speaks. When God speaks, he ain't like when your children speak. When God speaks, he ain't like when your co-worker speaks. When God speaks, he ain't like none of them. He, he, God is God all by himself. That's why the Bible says he's holy. Holy means separated and different in a class all by himself. That when God speaks, that's it. When God says he's going to do something, that's it. That's why he says, I shall come through for you. And since he sowed a shall, then he's expecting to reap a shall. He's expecting that you shall live by faith. Since I shall, then you shall. Since he shall, then we shall. Are you listening to me? Our shall is in response to the shall that he gives us. See, we can respond in kind. 
God, God ain't gonna expect you to lock down to a, a, a shall when he gives you a might and a maybe. But he don't give you a might and a maybe. He gives you a shall. He didn't say he, maybe he'll come through for you. Or he might come through for you. So if he sold us a mite, then he can get a mite. He said, well, you, somebody said, I might come through for you. Well, you said, well, I might come through for you. <laughs> amen, amen. I might. <laughs> amen, praise God. You know, so, I, you know it's, it, while I'm here, praise God. A lot of ladies, they try to lock down on shells when all the brother giving them is maybes. You know, you ought to quit shelling. When all he doing is maybes. Amen. I'm here. Praise God. So, <laughs> you know, Lord, just take you places and stuff. You're like, don't deny it. Just say what he said. Praise God. Too many people all, 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 want to be all coming through for them all the time and they ain't coming through for you at all. No. We move on. Anyway, back to the message. He says, so what I was talking about was the shells, praise God, and the babies. Amen. <laughs> that, that God reaps, I mean, sows a shell, so he's expecting to reap a shell. Since he shall, then we shall. It's like playing cards. I know some of y'all, and this didn't work, work at the 8 o'clock, because they all deep, praise God. They don't play cards no more, praise God. They holy, you know. I know some of y'all was just delivered two weeks ago, so you still, you know, it, it ain't nothing wrong playing cards anyway, praise God. Amen. You know, as long as you ain't putting no money on the table. Praise God. Amen. You ain't putting no money on the table. Praise God. Or keeping count and then paying up later. So in case somebody said, well, we didn't put money on the table. We just kept counting and paid up later. Amen. All of that kind of gambling stuff. But ain't nothing wrong with cars. Praise God. I know you go to some churches and stuff. They're like, that's the devil. Shut up. <laughs> that's, it's just the best way you can put it. Just shut up. Just shut up. Good God. Oh man. No, matter, don't, no, no wonder don't nobody want to be Christian around these folks. Praise God. Can't do nothing. Can't laugh. You laughing. That's all the devil. Can't smile. Can't do nothing. Anyway, we move on. It's like playing cards. You're supposed to meet the card that was played with the same suit. If they throw out spades, you're supposed to throw out spades. They throw out hearts, you're supposed to throw out hearts. Y'all know about what I'm talking about? Amen. The same man then. Praise God. (laughs) He throw out something and they throw out something. Praise God. Amen. And if they don't throw out the right thing, you 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 kind of school them. You say, no, no, see, we, we, we played a spade, bro. You got a spade in there? I'm like, well, yeah, well, then you ought to have played a spade then. Don't be throwing out no clubs and stuff because you got to meet suits. Well, see, God's trying to school us. I shall come through for you. And what you're talking about all this maybe and possibly and, and, and we'll see. No, ain't no we'll see. What did I say? I said I'm going to come through for you and that's what you ought to live all of. Because the just live by faith. Absolute assurance, absolute confidence, absolute reliance, absolute trust in the fact that God is true and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And so we're supposed to meet it with the same thing. Yeah, we've got to meet God's shell with a shell. Our shell is founded upon his shell. Because he shall, we can. Does that make sense? Because he shall, then we can shall. Because he gave us a shell and said, now here, use this same shell back at me. His shall is founded upon his love for us. Because God loves us, then he shall come through for you. Because God loves you, he shall come through for you. We've already learned that the reason why God comes through for you is not because of your faith. Faith is what opens the door for God to do what he wants to do. But love is his motivation for why he does what he does. 
The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His son was the word and the word, of course, came to take on flesh so we can behold his glory, that of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. His word came down to be able to share with us what the father has to say about particular matters so that we can believe what the father has to say so that if we believe, then we will not perish, but have everlasting life. But his motivation was love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the reason why he gave the word. And God gives you a shall because he loves you. And we're supposed to respond in kind with the same love. See, when we live by faith, we live by love. When we live by faith, we, con- we conduct ourselves as though we love God. Because God expects you to shall him just like he shalls you. God expects us to shall him just like he, shall- we- he shalls us. God gave us a shall to come into agreement with so that we can move from maybe to shall. God gave us a shall to come into agreement with so that we can move from maybe to shall. Because I don't know if you've ever lived a life with maybes. That's not a good life. You don't know what's going to happen from day to day. You don't know what's going to happen and it's going to depend upon what somebody else got to say. And then they might say this today and then change it tomorrow. Come on now. She might say it today and change it today. That ain't no life to be living. God doesn't want you living on no roller coaster ride. He wants to put your feet on a solid rock of the word of God, which is replete with shalls. He shall come through for you. He shall do what he said he's going to do. He shall come through and, 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 and handle your, your needs. He shall. And when your shall matches his shall, then he will do what he said he'd do. When your shall matches his shall, then he will do what he said he will do. Your shell has to match his shell. When your shell matches his shell, it will turn your fake faith into real faith. It's going to turn your untested faith into faith tried by the fire and come out like gold. Because you got a shell. Because we already learned that right after you shall, you state that you shall, then Satan's going to come right back after that with a punch. And he's going to hit you way below the belt in that place of sensitivity, which changes your walk and causes you to become crippled and fall over to the side and never move forward into the things that God has in store for you. But even if your voice goes up four or five octaves, you still got to come out with a I shall live by faith that I'm not backing up. I'm not slacking up. I'm not shutting up. I'm not pulling back. I'm not hesitating that God said he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And I'm going to be there waiting when he does what he says he's going to do, because I'm going to be right there standing in faith. I'm not backing up. I'm not turning around because I'm going to receive what God has to say. Are you listening to me? Our shall has to match his shall. Our shall has to match his shall. Our shall has to match his shell. That when God says with no ifs, no ands, no buts about it, then we have to be able to say the same thing with no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. When he says this is the way that you ought to conduct yourself, then we the just, we live by faith. And we do it the exact same way. That's the way we order our lives. That's the way we order our words. That's the way that we order our actions. That's the way we order our mindset. And if there's anything that's going to try to take our shall and turn it into a maybe, anything that's going to try to take our shall and turn it into a that it won't happen, then we cast that thing down we apprehend it and cast it down and lock in with what it is that God said and we ain't backing up off of what God said we're going to do what God says we're going to do we're going to have what God says we're going to have because it just live by faith that if you don't live by faith you're going to die without it how about that if you don't live by faith you're going to die without it 
You're going to, it's going to be deaf to your relationships, deaf to your finances, deaf to the possibilities of advancement in life. All the doors that God opened to you, there'll be a deaf to your being able to go through if you don't operate by faith. Because God loves you enough to tell you ahead of time exactly what he's going to do so that you can lock in with it, come into agreement with it so he can do what he said he would do. Because based on your response to what he has to say will determine whether or not you'll move forward into the things that he has to say. Are you listening to me? Turn to John, Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Praise God. Amen. It's going to be good today. Praise God. I hope you agree. Because it's going to be good already. Joshua chapter one. Here's the people that he had to deal with that. So that they could begin to start operating according to what he had to say rather than operating based upon the contrary information, which caused them to previously not step into the things that God had in store for them. Children of Israel in verse two, God speaking to them, he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you. As I said, under Moses, I already did it. I already told Moses about it. But Moses did not do what he needed to do to be able to get them himself and them through. And because of that, now Moses is dead. Now you get up and go to this place that I have in store for you. Verse four says from the wilderness and 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 uh, this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. I didn't just tell them. I swore unto them to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, everybody say then. For then thou shalt make thy way, thy way prosperous. And then, everybody say then. And then thou shalt have good success. Glory to God. He was telling them right there what's necessary in order to be able to be successful in the things that he was having them endeavor to do. And that's to step in and receive the promised land that he had for them. Well, he's telling the same thing to you. He's telling you exactly what you need to know so that you can be able to move into the awesome things that he has planned for you. To be able to step into the life that he's already ordained for you. To already receive the things that he sent his son to live and die. To even shed his blood for you to be able to receive. He's telling you exactly what you need to do so that those burdens can be relieved. He told him, get up and go into the land that I have in store for you. Get up. That's the first thing you need to do. Get off your tail and get up and go to the thing that he has in store for you. Because so many believers are sitting on a butt. Come on up in here. Sitting on a butt. Not just a physical one, praise God, but a butt. But this, but that. But what about this? But what about that? But what? See, a bunch of stinky stuff come up out of all these butts. Why don't you just drop all these butts and why don't you just get off your butt and move into what God's had they said to get into? Praise God. Because see, you're going to end up following the plight of Moses. Because Moses was the man of God that got them delivered out of, out of Egyptian bondage, but he didn't do what was necessary to get them into the promised land. 
Why was that? Because he received other information and entertained other information other than what God had him entertain and thereby began to start thinking thoughts of why he cannot have what God said he can have. Why they could not step into what God said they can step into. Causing other stuff to be determinants of whether or not they get what God has in store for them. God had told them, remember, to told Moses, do you go in there and tell them, get me 12 people representing every one of the, uh, the, 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 the families, and you go send them into the promised land to go see this land that I had in store for them. But when Moses gave them their instructions, he gave them instructions which far exceeded and gave parameters outside of what it is that was necessary for the receiving of the promised land. So when they came back, they came back with information pertaining to those things, but it ended up being an evil report discouraging the people from being able to move forward into what God had in store for them because they was worried about how many people it was. What difference does it make how many people it was with God on your side? It was worried about whether or not they look like giants. What, who, I don't care if they make giants look like peewees. They, ain't, they small compared to God. Are you listening to me? Praise God. And plus that God had just delivered them out of the hand of the most awesome army that was on the face of the earth at that time. That was the Egyptians. And so if he could pull them out of the Egyptians and they didn't have to lift one hand to make that happen, then what makes it think anything different is going to happen with this weaker people than, than the same thing that happened before? Shoot. But then they began to start paying attention to all this other stuff. And most of us have been caught up in that stuff too. Paying attention to everything else other than what it is that God said. Knowing everything other than what God said. And then because of that, you have opportunities that are dead. But God told them, you get up and go into this land that I've already ordained for you. He told them every, every place that the sole of their foot treads upon shall be theirs. Why? Because he said, I already gave it to you. Past tense. So you got to understand this thing is a done deal already. Talked about that week before last, not last week because somebody preached the lights out last week, praise God. But week before last, we talked about that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. I ain't preached the lights out yet, praise God. Amen. I preach y'all quiet, but I ain't preached the lights out yet. I got to work on that one, baby. Praise God. But anywho, so Moses was dead. That way of thinking was dead. And he told him, now get up and go to this land that I have in store for thee. Told him all kind of awesome things and stuff like that. Told him how big it was. Told him to be strong and of a good courage. Told him, do not be fearful. Just step into the things that I have in store for you. But of course, we found out that the foundation for why they should not be fearful is because he said that I'll be with you. And not only did he say, I'm going to be with you, but I will never fail you and I will never forsake you. I will never fail you and I will never forsake you. Brothers and sisters, I mean, that like, right there is like off the chain. That's one of those that ought to be on every refrigerator in town. I will not fail thee. I will not, fa- I will not forsake thee. God will not fail you. He will not lose strength or lose his grip on you. And he will not forsake you. He'll not turn his back and walk away from you. God's going to be right there with you. And as long as you know he's right there with you, then you can be strong. And of a good courage. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. We really do need to respond properly to God's Word for it to do what it is it promised that it would do for me and you. Properly responding to the Word really is something that we all have to do. That is, if we want all the things that He promised us in the Word to actually happen for me and you. So, let's learn to respond to His Word the way he wants us to respond to it so that he can do in our lives all the things that he wants to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something I invite all of you ladies out there to do. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Ladies, I'm telling you. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio this weekend, come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing words we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.